Good morning, everyone. So we got um, we got only th this. So we got this one, and then two more, and then we're done um, for the evangelism class. So thank you all. We're getting into the the very practical side of things. So today we're going to go over the three circles method, and then we're going to actually do it um, to each other to practice it. Um, so last week, Mark talked a lot about the spread truth methodologies. We don't care about the methodology as long as you use one, right? So, and my one of my favorite kind of snarky comments of evangelism is like, I like my way of doing evangelism better than your way of not using doing evangelism. So what's important is that we do something and some method. There's always like, I, I always run into well, this is what I use, and then somebody else is like, oh, this one's better. And you're like, uh, what I use is what's the best, right? So what's important is one that is sharing the gospel, okay? So we talked about that at the beginning. It's important to sh get, be right with the gospel. Um, and we talked quite a bit about that. So any method that rightly shares the gospel is a good method. And that's what we want to use. So let's turn to Colossians 4, 2 to 6. We're going to have Peter Lindell here next week. And he's going to share, us a, share with us a packet of 12 lessons. And these 12 lessons are, I, I've, I've went through it twice. Um, but um, it's 12 lessons that just takes people through what the Bible is and, and what a church is and why we meet and who Jesus is. It's a really fabulous, easygoing one um, that I really like. Um, but again, there's a whole bunch of other ways to send through, um, but this is just one of them. And I know a lot of people, after they share the gospel with somebody, and they're interested, they pass them off to their pastor or, or just say, hey, come to church, which that's good in and of itself, but sometimes they're not ready to come to church. They're like, eh, I'm not going to do that. That's fine. Keep inviting them, right? But then it's like, hey, you guys want to just meet? Come over for dinner? I'll tell you more stories, right, about who Jesus is and what he is. And so this is just another tool for you guys to use. So that'll be next week. Um, with that. So Colossians 4, 2 through 6. I thought I would open up with this one. This is um, Paul asking for prayer, that he has a lot of opportunities to preach, that he speaks clearly and how he speaks. And so this is just a lot of what we want to go through uh, when we want to share the gospel, right? So uh, verse 2, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving, at the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Con conduct yourselves wisely towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So this is just be wise with how you're talking um, uh, with somebody seasoned with salt, salt when you add 
something to food makes it taste better. So it should taste good. Your words should taste good to unbelievers. Okay. So we want to have that. It's interesting now, like my kids will talk about, Ooh, that's salty, salty. Like, like when you say something with speech and you're like, that's salty. They're like saying that's, uh, rude or something like that. But how the Bible uses it as seasoned with salt is it actually tastes good to unbelievers. Um, and that's what we want to go for. So any method that you want, you need to start with what? Prayer. Prayer. Isn't that interesting, right? If you want something supernatural to happen, you need to ask God. So we've got to start there. So let's start there now this morning. Can I have like two or three people pray? Um, to start us off, I really always like to have us all be praying. Um, any volunteers to pray? Diane, that's one. Got it? All right. The complete number is three, so, or seven. I could go for seven. Alan? Okay, we'll go in that order. Heavenly Father. Thank you that you listen to us and that you invite us to pray to you. We pray that you will make us people of prayer, that we will be watchful for opportunities. We pray that you will give us wisdom towards those outside your family and your heart of compassion that is inviting them in that they will be insiders. We pray that you will help us commit to explaining the gospel so that we will internalize it more so that it overflows in everything we do. We thank you for the beauty and simplicity of the gospel and ask your protection and for the mind of Christ, that we will be on mission in Jesus' name. Lord, we're just so thankful that you have given us the privilege to be your hands and feet. And what an honor that is, Lord, to be able to do your work and take the gospel to those around us. And Lord, that I know is just such an awesome responsibility that we have. Um, just to share and to be able to make that a priority in our thoughts every day and in our actions every day. And I just pray that you would forgive us where we uh, fall mm -hmm. short of that and just, Lord, give us the boldness and um, give us the heart that is open to the leading of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit leads us to opportunities. Just help us to open our mouth and let you speak. And uh, we thank you so much for this class and being able to again just be challenged to be faithful in this area and uh, Lord to be able to have boldness as we uh, remember Lord that it's not up to us to convert people it's the Holy Spirit that does that but we are the hands and feet that deliver that gospel and so we thank you so much for that and um, just pray that you'll continue to um, grow that in our hearts create a passion there God for lost souls around us and Lord that we would just uh, just be faithful every single day in um, speaking your words to people and the words that you would have us to speak in Jesus' name. Lord, uh, <clears throat> we do want to thank you for giving us this 
ability to do things, but sometimes we just we sit back and we kind of like the Israelites when it was time to go to the promised land. We're, we're fearful sometimes of what to say that we're going to say the wrong things that will push somebody further away from you instead of bringing them closer to you, Lord. Sometimes that is is a fear, but Lord, help us to have the ability to understand it from your point of view not from ours but from yours and and that it's your job to convict people not us and we should just do what we're told to do not what we think in some roundabout way you know what's going to happen you know is this going to cause this is this going to cause that we just need to do what you tell us to do Lord. And stand up and tell them what's necessary. And give us the strength and the ability to, to see it from your point of view and to do just that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So what else? So there's prayer in these verses. What else is, um, is mentioned in here? Keep alert. Keep alert? Yeah. Okay. Opening a door so they can <clears throat> yeah. deliver the message and proclaim the mystery of Christ. Open a door. So, exactly. So, be I ready. It's darker skin than that because it's <laughs> reading back here. Yeah. <laughs> no, that one was closer to reasonable than the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be my hand my writing. My handwriting is terrible. So, so what else? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I like that. So, thankful. Wisdom. Wisdom. Yep, that's in there too. But Kyle, even before that back there, it says uh, earnestly in prayer. You know, when you think about what's earnestly, well, you know, how do we, you know, when we, <clears throat> what are we earnest about? Earnest about our work, earnest yeah. about our, our activity, our hobby, our, you know, and, uh, you know, think about someone that you know that's earnest about something. Yeah, so I mean, earnest and steadfast. I'm just saying that they're, that that's their, <clears throat> it's on their mind, it's on their heart, it's on their, yeah. yeah, it's not just praying once, right? So it's it's just uh, it's like it's a passion, right? So passion, um, something I learned just like I don't know, maybe five, ten years ago. Here of the passion of the cross for Easter. What passion actually means is I suffer. I'm suffering for something. If if you say I have a passion for this hobby, that means you suffer for that hobby. It's like, so do you have a passion for the lost, right? Do you suffer for it? <clears throat> clarity. Huh? Clarity. Clarity. Good. We want clarity. Be clear. So I think um, taking advantage of making a priority probably because when I read that part about making the best use of time, it's not just both, it's not just time management. Okay. That should be forefront on our mind, right? That yeah. Time should be filled. Yeah. With that. That's good. 
And then how should our conduct be? Yeah. So gracious. Um, taste good, right? So, so that's good. So, um, what we have. So we're just going to do one method. And so the, the like I said, the method doesn't matter, but your heart is what really matters. The method doesn't matter. Um, but your heart, um, being earnest, prayerful, right, steadfast, that's what we want. We want to pray that we're clear. Um, a, a, a trap that we fall into, a lot of times those who have been raised in the church, we tend to use a lot of Christianese that doesn't make sense to unbelievers. So, But we use it now. If you were raised in the church and an unbeliever, the Christianese would make sense. So one of the big things would be asking Jesus into your heart. It's like, well, what does that mean? And so we want to try and use words that um, make sense. Now, if you were raised in the church, asking Jesus into your heart makes sense, right? Um, but um, we want to, what does it mean to ask Jesus into your heart? Well, what you're going to follow him. You're going to love him. You're going to um, ask for forgiveness and repent of your sins. People know what that means. Okay, but asking Jesus into your heart is Christianese that we don't quite understand uh, so much. So um, I do the three circles, and based upon the three circles is something um, we want to go from regular conversations to spiritual conversations. to gospel conversations, okay? I think everybody here is comfortable with having regular conversations with unbelievers. Do you, does anybody have a hard time with having regular conversations with unbelievers? I won't spend too much time there. I mean, there's some people with social anxiety that they're like, I can't even have a regular conversation. It's so awkward. But generally, you can talk about the weather, right? You can, what, you can talk about sports, you can small talk. Um, when you knock on, I can have that with complete strangers. I can knock on somebody's door and tell them, hey, how are you doing? That's a regular conversation. You're just talking about things that the world talks about. The, what we want to do is with our friends, coworkers, and family, we want to get to the gospel conversations. But sometimes it gets really difficult to get down in here. And this... Satan, um, the further you go down in here, Satan will attack and make it more difficult. So we want to go from regular conversations. How do you go from a regular conversation to a spiritual conversation? So this gets more difficult, and then this gets the most difficult. Um, it has been my experience with that. So one way to go from a regular conversations to... Um, to a spiritual conversation is a lot of times people in a regular conversation talk about their suffering some way. Have you ran into that with an unbeliever? What would be some examples? You're going along and you're talking to them, you're talking about the weather, and what do they say? My car broke down the other day, right? What would be another thing? It just got laid off. Just got laid off. They're like, 
I'll even just knock on somebody's door and doing door-to-door evangelism, which is um, like that is cold call stuff when you do that. And they will bring up suffering situation with you. I have cancer. Okay. So one easy way is, can I pray for you? Very rarely do I have anybody ever say no. Now, it happens in Pekin. That's probably the place um, that I run into that most. That's only happened probably like twice in Mackinac. Um, and, that, and I'm doing door-to-door, just knocking on, which is probably the least relational one. So I'm not... Um, I'm just saying that's not the only way to do evangelism. I'm saying that's the least relational way. And people say yes to this more often than not. So I'm just making a point. How much easier is it going to be if you actually know the person that they're going to say yes to this question? Okay. That is probably the easiest way because can I pray for you on that? I have cancer. Can I pray for you for that? Okay. Diane? suffering right now, the wife died, you know, you know, so even if they don't have a story, they are observing suffering. Yeah, so you're just like, hey, can I pray for them right now? You can even say that, but they see suffering on the world. Everybody knows they're suffering. Are we in a perfect world right now? No, okay? We are all suffering. That's something everybody knows. I want you to hang on to that. Can I pray for you? Then you have that, that opens right up into a spiritual conversation. Always does. Because they're like, thank you. And so, and, he, and then how do you get to that gospel conversation? Because what we want to be is seasoned with salt. We want to be salty. We want to taste good. We don't want to be awkward. Okay, and then we want to be natural. And so sometimes it just stops there. You just have the spiritual conversation. You might have a few spiritual conversations. You might not go to that gospel conversation yet. That's why you need to be loving, prayerful. You want the door to open up, and sometimes they opened up. If you are prompted, so we also want to pray for boldness. That's another thing, because it's amazing how... um, lack of confidence and timid we can be when we want to share the gospel because you'll you'll start all really bold and then boy you'll you'll start second guessing yourself and then you'll miss your opportunity so we want to pray for boldness another way to go from spiritual conversations um is like can i ask you a question can i ask you are you near to god or far from God. Now you might think this is the dumbest question ever, or this is the most awkward question. This is a wonderful question to ask. People love to talk about spiritual things for the most part, okay? I'm, you can come up with your own question to go from here to here to here to here. I just know that this works most of the time. It's very easy to go. And I'm sure like uh, Mark, when you talk about spread truth, when you have those conversations, you easily can go boom, boom, boom. You might have your own questions. You might develop your own questions. Like I said, it doesn't matter what questions you use. What you want to do is love them and care for them. These are just very easy questions. 
you know, so true, that question, can I pray for you? Yeah. You know, I don't care if they're a Muslim uh, or Hindu or whatever. I mean, then that religion, they know, they've heard the word prayer. Yeah. Pray, you know, they, because they pray to their gods. Yeah. So they understand, you know, they might yeah. understand what we believe as believers in Christ in <clears throat> prayer, but they, they get yeah. it when you mention the word prayer. Yeah, I think, um, I heard a statistic like 80% of the population in the United States likes to have spiritual conversations. So now I don't know if that's a true statistic or not because I'm always really skeptical of statistics, but that's been my experience. So well, that's probably true because a lot of people they say, Oh yes, I'm very spiritual. But when you get to talking to them, it's very new age or you know, yeah. believe in the crystals or the this or the that. Mm -hmm. So that's what they consider why they consider themselves spiritual. They're kind of spiritual. But, the, yeah, and so what you have is you can have a spiritual conversation very easily, right. and it's not weird. It is not weird to have a spiritual conversation with unbelievers. So it's very natural. What's interesting is nine times out of ten, they don't even tell you they're spiritual, but they will specifically say, I'm spiritual, not religious. Hmm. It's almost, I mean, I run across that a lot. Like, hmm. it's almost... Always, oh, I'm spiritual but not religious, and then yeah. asking them, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, and just having that spiritual conversation. It's like it is complete. It's interesting. You listen, you hear, you talk what you have, um, and just be very seasoned with salt, but be bold, right? So in um, so one method I like to use is, and anybody jump in, um, uh, you can, but is the three circles. You can look online, uh, just do like, if you go to YouTube, Three Circles Evangelism, you'll, you'll come up with this, but we're gonna actually practice this one. So what it is, is these are relationship circles. God created, um, when God um, created this world, he created a perfect world, and everybody's relationships were perfect, okay? But we know that that's not it right now. We live in a broken world right now. And so you can see all the suffering that we're having and the brokenness that we're having. And the reason why we are is sin entered into the world, okay? And sin entered in the world through, through Adam and Eve. And because of that, because centered in the world, there's all this brokenness. And you can see all the war, the destruction um, that is happening. And what we try and do is get out of this brokenness. And we chase after different things. What do we chase after? We can chase after money. Some people chase after drugs. Some people chase after doing good things. Some people chase after, um, it could be sex even or relationships because we hate being in this brokenness but we can't get out of here we're always snapped back into the brokenness okay there's only one way that we can get back to a perfect relationship what do you think this is what would you put here and that's a good that's a 
So what would you put here? And that's a good question to ask. And they would say, I don't know. They might say the church. That's a big common one. But what you do is you're like, it's actually Jesus. Jesus came down here, was sent by God the Father. He died and rose again for our sins. And if we repent... We um, will be forgiven our sins, and we will be a new creature in Christ. And then we will have a perfect relationship with God because of what Jesus did. And we make him our Lord. That's supposed to be a crown. So if we make him our Lord, um, I need to do a better job of my crown. And follow him. Um, we can be reconciled um, and have a new relationship with him. So that is a simple three circles method. I probably spent one to two minutes on that. Okay. You can make this as long. You can make this a 30 minute presentation. You can make this a 30 second one. You can see, hey, you left out a whole bunch of stuff, Kyle. It's like, I did. Um, I can also add a whole bunch to this. There's no Christianese in it. It makes sense. You can do this to a Hindu, a Buddhist, um, anybody. Um, you don't have to have a Christian example. You might have your own method. That is fine. That's just something that it works very well um, to talk with them. Because then what you ask them, where do you see yourself? Where are you? in this picture. And then they'll, they'll say, I'm here. Or, I'm kind of here. Or, I'm here. I believe in Jesus. But unbelievers know they're here. That's where they say that they are. Because they're doing this. Unbelievers know what they're doing. Okay? And then, then you say, would you like to be here? I can take you through. Um, I can take you and have more conversations. And then they'll say yes, or they'll say no. And then you can say, you can give them their phone number. You just write your phone number down and your name. I'm Kyle. Or if you actually know them, they already have your phone number. And you can just say, hey, if you want to talk more, um, I would love to talk more about that okay so we're going to do that now all right we got plenty of time can you pass each person take two Let me pass these out take two of these and then here if you have a pen take your pen um, use your pen if you already have one. Do you guys have pens? Yep. Here's your pen. Well, there's another one right here. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a pen? I'll just hand them to you. So we're going to do this together, and then we're going to do this with partners. Okay?
Okay. So we have the first one. So when God originally created us, he created a, us in perfect relationships. I say that. Excuse me, how, can I ask, just how do you even begin that? How do you begin, do you just say, can I show you, I mean, are you in your spiritual conversation or in your regular conversation? Okay, that's, that's, so. From that to this. Okay, so, so we'll go, so you and I will have a conversation, and it's like, Karen, you and I are friends. And it's like, so then you'll say something like, it's like, how are you doing today? Say so you have something bad happening. Yeah, my car broke down and the dishwasher's broken and it's like, the kids are just being disobedient and yeah. Yeah. And your husband's being unkind to you. <laughs> 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 husband's a jerk. Yeah. 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 Your car. I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm just tired of all this. Man, I. That sounds rough. It is I, a rough week. You know, something I always do when I'm having a terrible time like you're having, um, I always pray because, you know, God God answers prayers, and I'm a firm believer in that. Can I pray for you right now? Please do. Okay. Father, we just lift you up. Karen, Karen is just having a tough time. Her car broke down. Please um, repair the car um, and give her a husband that loves her. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I couldn't resist, Mark. Sorry. So, um, I needed that myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no. So um, so yeah. So that just sounds so tough. Thanks for sharing that with me. I'll keep praying for you. How are you doing, like right now, um, with? Um, spiritually, like I always like when when I'm suffering like that, I always just really pray to God. Do you feel like you're getting nearer to God, or are you far from God right now with the suffering that you're going on right now? Yeah, I don't I don't depend much. On, okay. I, I went to church as a kid, but I it doesn't mean much to me right now. It doesn't. So yeah, I I know like in times when I'm suffering, like sometimes I get. I pushed away, but but a lot of times when I focus more on God and get closer to Him, um, it, the suffering will push me towards Him, and then I find really true true joy in that. Can I show you how you can be closer to God? Please. Okay. Well, here we have in here is we're built in relationships, and when God originally created us, our relationships were perfect. We had no suffering. It was perfect. Our cars didn't break down because their cars weren't invented yet. But we were in perfect relationship, right? But now we have um, a, a relationships that are broken. And, you know, cars are breaking down. We're having marital strife, marital problems. And we don't want to be here, so we try and get out of this. So we might want to try and chase after money. Or we might want to chase after better relationships. Or we might want to just try and make the world a better place by um, trying to just uh, love others better. But that always snaps us back down into broken relationships. We can't do this ourselves, right? And the reason why we're in this is because of sin. We're 
there, there's things that I do all the time, every single day that I do for my own glory. I'm selfish. Um, I um, chase after money. I have idols that I try and serve in, in different ways. Um, and so that breaks relationships on themselves. And then the people that I know do the same thing. And we're just stuck in this cycle where we're just stuck in this brokenness. The only way out of this brokenness is one way. What, what would you put the one way in here? What would you say is the only way to get out of this cycle of brokenness? <laughs> so you don't know? I have no idea. Well, it's Jesus. Have you, seen, have you ever heard of the cross? Jesus came down to suffer and die on this world. And he rose again. And if we repent and ask him to forgive our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. And you can have all these verses that if you, if you think they're listening and you, you can shoot stories, you can shoot verses depending on how much time you have with that. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all his righteousness. No one is righteous. No, not one. One sin is enough to send us to hell for all eternity. But, and the wages of sin is death. We're stuck there and we cannot save ourselves. The only person that can save us is Jesus. So um, if we repent, we're saved by grace through faith, not a result of works so that no man can boast. So we're saved by grace through faith. And so if we believe, repent and believe, he is faithful and he will make us a new creature in Christ. He will make us a new person and forgive our sins. And we can have that perfect relationship with him for all eternity. Where do you see yourself, Karen, on here? I'm still in that broken thing. I don't know. I, I watch my soap operas all day. I'm in the battle. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I've been in there. I hate it. And I even get, uh, so I, I want you to get out of there and I can, do you want to get here? I can show you how to do that. You want to do that right now? Or do you want to talk more? Will you? Let me think on that. Think on that? Well, do you want to meet next week? Sure. Let's set up a time. And I have, I have some really neat stories that might be really interesting and helpful. And if anything, I just want to pray for you. I want to be there for you. However, I can help. Do you need a ride anywhere while your car's broken? So that's that word indeed thing. Okay. So. Do, do you do you ever feel like though when you're when you're springboarding this off of like car breaking down and the loss of the job, and then you get into the brokenness and you're focusing kind of on the the brokenness of the tangible brokenness around us mm -hmm. that you think people might when they get to Christ are thinking oh if I believe in Christ all this stuff's going to get fixed I'm never going to have a problem yeah. again. Yeah. Rather than focusing on the, the, the broken relationship with God yeah. and the peace that we get from Him, regardless of what goes on around us. Do you, do you think there's those people kind of get mixed up maybe in that cycle uh, or not? Um, with the amount of no's that I have had to that, probably not. They know exactly okay. what I'm saying. But you have to watch the prosperity gospel. It's extremely destructive. That's why discipleship is so important. People, we have this easy believism um, a lot in a lot of church cultures to where like you say that believers or that sinner's prayer and then boom, they're saved. Yeah. And, and 
perseverance is key if somebody is going to, if somebody is truly saved or not. A prayer, a, a prayer does not save them. Faith saves them, right? Right. And I just, so, I just, I just thought I was just asking, yeah. as you work through focusing mostly on the, on what's happening in yeah. your life and leading up to Christ. If, yeah. If so, so if you're concerned about that, how would we change this? That's what's nice. This thing is highly flexible. Yeah. So you can say a, a lot of these are like loving others, um, trying to love others and trying to make this world a better place. Um, and But people tangibly see how destructive this is. You can see it in their own lives of their broken relationships. So you can change these and make them personal. So a lot of it is money, sex, <coughs> drugs. They're destroying themselves because they're spiritually Yeah, because I think that's divided. what they do to pursue ultimately what they're looking for, yeah. which is peace, right? Peace and happiness mm -hmm. really is what they're, yeah, they're seeking that Christ can bring that regardless of whether yeah. or not these things ever get fixed yeah. or not. There's ultimately a, a relationship with God that gets repaired and then obviously eternal life because mm -hmm. of that too. So okay. yeah. I just, I appreciate yep. that. Just That's good. Point. You know, I think peace is a big thing, Kyle, because we're all looking for peace. We're all looking for hope. We want that. Yeah. You know, and I think in my conversation with, with uh, a Hindu or a Muslim, you know, they're looking for peace. Yeah. They're looking for hope. But where are they looking for that peace at? Yeah. Or where are they looking for that hope at? Yeah. Because it's hopelessness. It's every religion is a works based religion. And so you have to work your way out. This believe repenting and believing is is such in the Bible that's what the Bible says, is foolishness to Gentiles. This makes no sense to the world. It's upside down. The fact that all you have to do is believe and he forgives us, that's crazy. But yet we know that. And so that's why having these stories, I love the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus has a wonderful story. And so you work that in. So let's say that that comes up and you're concerned on that. It's like, I had the story of Zacchaeus. There's a, a, a tax collector back in Jesus times that um, he betrayed his people and worked for the oppressors, the Roman government, and he cheated his own people. So he was an outcast of his own people. And so Jesus, who's this famous person healing everybody, everybody wanted to see him. So he went in Zacchaeus town and he's walking through the town and everybody wants to see him and crowds around Jesus. And Zacchaeus is an outcast, so he can't get in. And so he climbs a tree just to see Jesus. And he's like trying to look and see who this Jesus is. And you know what Jesus does? He walks up to him and says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. He just picks him. Here's an outcast, hated betrayer who cheats and steals people. And Zacchaeus invites all his friends that are outcasts, cheaters, and hates them. And he has dinner with them, which back in that time, makes Jesus unclean. But Jesus doesn't care about that. He's a friend of sinners. And so he is, so he eats with them. Zacchaeus repents, and how we know he repents, he gives half his money away to the poor, and anybody who he defrauded, um, he paid back fourfold. And so we see evidence that he's actually truly repentant. And so he made Jesus um, his king and followed him because he repented and believed. And Jesus obviously made Zacchaeus a new believer. Just an amazing story. It's like Zacchaeus was just this guy that wanted to know a little bit more about Jesus, and Jesus chose him out, an outcast. I don't know what I was, or 
the question that I've gotten or the response is like, oh, I believe in God. I know who God is. Or, I mean, it's not our job to like, uh, about whether they're saved or not, yeah. but you also like I get that I've gotten that. Yeah. It's like I don't know where to go because you don't want to just say, oh you're yeah. you don't want to do you, yeah, so it's like, where do you see? Uh, I'm right here. And you're like, okay, <laughs> highly suspect, right? Or I'm right here. You're like, eh, probably not. Um, and, then, and then you're like, but you're like, hey, you know, that's awesome. I would, do you want to have a Bible study? I would love to hear more. I've done that before. You just follow and, up. and you follow up with them. I, I did that with a neighbor and just, it was a great opportunity. I met with him about, I don't know, 10, 15 times and shared the gospel with him every time. I don't think he believed, um, but um, I don't know that for sure. But that's what's great about this, the Bible study that you're going to hear next week. Um, it's just a great opportunity. I think that, you know, the question you got to ask somebody, if they, you know, have a faith in God and believe in God, well, can you tell me your salvation experience? Yeah. Because, you know, that's a significant part of our life. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if we can remember the exact day and time, but we remember that time when we came to Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. We asked him for but yeah, so it's but it's important to follow up and keep the conversation going. We have this, we have this thing. It's like I got to do this now. I got to close the deal, and it's like don't have that attitude. Continue the conversation. Right. So we want to continue the conversation. So we want to get away from close the deal. We want to continue the conversation. That might be another thing to remember. I'm thinking about what Rodney said. And um, I mean, I do think you could have that. I've also had a friend say to me, um, if I give my life to Christ, though, and choose to live with him, Will Satan attack me? Will the devil yeah. come after me? Yeah. So I, I do I've think it's it important that they know, right? Like yeah. I can't tell you that if you repent and you live for Jesus, that your your dishwasher is never going to break again, yeah. or that your car is never going to break down, or you won't have cancer. I can just tell you that you'll have a resource and a power in Jesus that will yeah. give you peace and joy. Yeah. So, so, and, and that's, yeah, and that's where you put your hope. Where are you putting your hope? In this world? Or are you putting your hope in the next? And so you have these conversations. And, man, I've had people to where um, they're like, hey, how do you, it's like, do you want to get, do you want to get saved? And, and then, and they're like, yes. And it's like, how do you do that? And then you're like, I'm sharing this thing. And then they're like, they're like impatient. It's like, get to the point, Kyle. I want to be saved now. And I'm like, okay. So they didn't say that to me, but they were like impatient. They're like, I'm a sinner. I need to be saved right now. The Holy Spirit can work and you can close the deal right now and, and continue to work with them. Don't just continue the conversation. Even if they repent and, and believe right there, continue that. Don't just hand them off to church. Right, you're you're the person, you're the discipler, you have the relationship. So that's what I want to like try and um, teach that um, with them. So, so okay, so get into groups of two, and you're going to do that. One person's going to do the regular conversation. Will be the unbeliever, and one person will be the believer. Okay. <laughs> I think they need somebody back there, Justin. 
So one person be the unbeliever, one pe- person be the believer. We want to go from regular conversation, spiritual conversations, gospel conversation. Please, if you're the unbeliever, make it very easy. Okay? Don't be clever. Just make it very easy and straightforward, okay? <laughs> okay, so go ahead and start. We're just practicing the three circles, so I'm going to go ahead and turn off the recording, but practice the three circles. The homework will be practice the three circles, the regular conversations, spiritual conversations, gospel conversations, and then um, practice that twice with two people, and then just email me um, at kkrall um, at mynCBC.org and let me know how it went, what was difficult, uh, what worked well. Why? Because this relationship 